All right, welcome back to the program. Time for us to get into bosses rebuilding. Now, Zespri has reason to celebrate today. They have reported a 12% increase in annual profit, returning almost $2 billion to the New Zealand kiwifruit industry. Zespri was, of course, regarded as an essential service and was able to keep operating throughout the lockdown. The coming season is one of the largest by volume, so the next year is already shaping up to be a good one. Dan Matheson is the CEO of Zespri with us from Singapore. Hiya, Dan. Hi, Heather. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, the biggest crop yet, right? And the results today confirm that you are in a strong position. You must be pretty chuffed. Yeah, look, we're really happy. In fact, feel very fortunate to be uh, releasing these results in the, in the current environment. It's been another very successful season for the New Zealand kiwifruit industry, which reflects on a lot of hard work that the industry have put in to take our incredible kiwifruit product to many people around the world. Uh, you know, we've seen we've seen these stories, Dan, of uh, people, especially in Europe, wanting to buy the kiwi fruit because of the vitamin C. Is that a message that you are pushing quite strongly, or is it just them connecting the dots themselves? Well, we've seen foods with vitamin C searched than more than almost any other food on Google over the last few months, and so we adapted our messaging quickly to ensure consumers could see that kiwi fruit was an was a food item that was just packed with vitamin C and a really good option for them. And we've seen that across the board. Uh, we've seen that in Europe, America, and in our Asian markets as well. So uh, we, again, feel uh, we're in a very good place with such a, a great product that has so much vitamin C and other health and nutrition benefits for consumers. Do you think, Dan, that these are consumers who already know and like kiwi fruit, or do you suspect that there are some who are trying it for the first time? Look, I think it's both. Uh, what we know is that there are still many people out there that haven't tried our new Zespri Sun Gold in particular and probably haven't tried our Zespri Green either. So while a lot of those tried and true loyal consumers will be loving kiwi fruit even more uh, in the current environment, there'll be a lot of new consumers coming to the category and we've certainly seen that over the past few years. How do you get that message to people? Do you do you run stock standard advertising campaigns in places like Europe or are you getting it out on social media? Yeah, look, it's a huge effort. Um, we have a big industry in New Zealand which works hard, our growers, our supply partners, to produce the world's best kiwifruit in the world. But that's only good if people actually know about it. Mm. So the, the whole other side of our supply chain is focused on getting those messages out there. We have about 300 people based across 21 offices around the world who are sales and marketing experts who are helping us get the right messages out through the supermarket channels, through our online advertising and through more traditional media to consumers to talk about our Zespri brand, what we represent, and of course our kiwi fruit and the health and nutrition goodness of our kiwi fruit. Uh, we invest a lot of money. Um, so uh, this year just gone about 170 million New Zealand dollars was invested in our sales and marketing campaigns around the world. Dan, is there any marketing advantage to the fact that this fruit is coming from a place that has no COVID? Look, um, New Zealand is seen as a very good origin anyway and has been for some time. People associate New Zealand with a very clean, green base and, and of, of healthy, safe food. I think the fact that New Zealand's done so well uh, in the response to COVID-19 will absolutely enhance that position mm. and be great for New Zealand uh, products exported around the world. 
Um, are you worried, given our borders are closed and uh, we, we can't get any offshore workers in at the moment, or it's very proving very, very difficult to do that, are you worried about getting the fruit off the vine next season? Yeah, I, I wanted to call out, actually, to the communities that have supported us uh, just in the last little while. We've had a lot of Kiwis come in from other less fortunate industries and tourism, hospitality, forestry into the kiwifruit uh, sector and take on a whole lot of um, jobs that helped us fill the gap that some of the the workers that weren't able to come in from offshore had left. Uh, And that's provided us with a strong labour platform to get us through the beginning part of the season. Further ahead, I think we absolutely have to look at how we're going to sustain. I think it's one of the big challenges for the industry, sustain a really good pool of labour to help uh, with our growth ambitions. Uh, We were very pleased to see um, Minister O'Connor and and the Prime Minister launch um, a support package for for trying to retain and keep uh, workers in the kiwifruit industry and help with training. Uh, I think those types of initiatives will really help us uh, sustain our workforce into the future. We often, Dan, talk about um, having to rely on these foreign workers because it's work, whatever it is that they're doing, is work that Kiwis don't want to do. Do Kiwis want to pick kiwi fruit off vines? Yeah, look, I think there is a lot uh, of great jobs across the New Zealand kiwi fruit industry. Um, picking the fruit off the vines is one, but if you look across the contractors, the portal of the picking, you talk about our post-harvest sector, uh, on the, where we're taking, taking the fruit and putting it into boxes, getting them to the right pack uh, configurations and then on to ships to ship around the world. There's a whole lot of jobs of different Uh, different uh, areas across the industry Uh, and we want to make those jobs more visible to Kiwis so that they can think about those as potential options in the future. Dan, as I said at the very start of this, you're talking to us from Singapore. What's the mood in Singapore like right now? Look, um, we're we're a little bit behind New Zealand. I have to say the Singapore government have done an excellent job, a very solid job of uh, providing support to, to people based in Singapore through this pretty challenging time. Uh, a number of restrictions have been put in place, so I'm uh, absolutely quarantined uh, to my house uh, at the moment and only allowed out for the daily walks and exercise um, with the kids. Mm. But uh, the news is relatively positive. We're starting to see a decline in community infections and the government will be making a call uh, next week on Monday whether they can actually release some of the restrictions. Our office on Monday started up again after quite a long period uh, of shutdown, and uh, we hope to see that that progress back to a more sense, a new sense of normal, I guess, over the coming weeks and months. I suppose you'd be one of the people looking forward to some sort of travel arrangement between ourselves and Singapore in the, I suppose, medium to long term? Yeah, that's right. No, it's been pretty complicated on the last little, over the last couple of months getting back to New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but I am looking forward. We're, we're connecting as best we can online uh, with uh, both our employees in New Zealand on daily teams and digital uh, video calls. Uh, we're doing the same with our growers and, and through various groups across the industry. But there's nothing like the face-to-face communication. Mm. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, having a bit more balance between the face-to-face and the digital communications uh, as we go through the rest of this year.